Hello everyone, I hope your day's going well. Uh, we are going to cover at this time our passage of scripture we looked at in our midweek 1 Corinthians class last Wednesday, and that was April 6th. And the passage of scripture we jumped into was, was 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 through 11. And with this passage, we will begin an extensive um, uh, discussion, um, a look at spiritual gifts. Uh, Paul will spend a, a lot of time on this. We spend a significant amount of time with meat sacrificed to idols, well, this is going to be something that's going to be just as just as lengthy, um, and it's it's a it's a fascinating discussion, um, and the teaching that he puts here is something that still very much um, is applicable to today when it comes to the work of the Holy Spirit within the body of Christ. Meaning, when when we talk about the Holy Spirit. Um, in this section, we'll be talking about the Holy Spirit in the context of when the church is together or assembled, when, when, it, when, when the people are all together, um, doing church together. So um, that being said, going to give you a little bit of time to, to read through this passage. Again, it's 1 Corinthians 12, 1 through 11. If you want to push pause and read through that, that would be a good thing, and we'll jump into it. Okay, hopefully you had some time to read that. Um, as you will see, Paul is in a portion of his letter now where he's he's continuing to answer questions that are that are given to him from the church in Corinth, and this one has to do with spiritual gifts. He begins it this way: Now concerning spiritual gift, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware. So now concerning, um, it has been brought to his attention either in the form of a question, most likely in the form of a question, but also some of the other um, source information that he has for what is taking place there in the church in Corinth. Um, he has, it's obvious by this point in the letter that he has several sources, um, kind of inside information of what's being, t- what's taking place there. And what he's found out through these sources is that, that the church there in Corinth has um, a fascination in spiritual gifts, and more specifically, they have a fascination with speaking in tongues. Um, they are very, very much focused on that. And um, probably their question looks something along these lines. Is, is the surest sign of the Spirit working within an, in, in, an individual um, the ability to speak in tongues? Um, so, that's that's kind of the the what he will spend the, a lot of the time on, especially when we get into about chapter fourteen. We'll spend an extensive amount of time on speaking in tongues. But before we get there, just the the spiritual gifts in general, um, we need to look at here. He he starts kind of here right off the bat uh, with this with this thought of of the spiritual gift of speaking in tongues, and. What he wants them to understand is is that the source and the content of what is spoken is all important. It's not the show of excitement that provides the evidence. It's what is spoken. And and this is is important because in that day, as the speaking in tongues was not confined just to Christianity. Um, He brings up in verse 2, mute idols. But as he's already said when he was talking about meat sacrifice to idols, even though those idols are not real, um, those gods are not real, the demons demons behind them are real and the demons are not mute. So he wants them to understand um, that what is spoken is what primarily is important. And if what is spoken refers to Christ as Lord, 
That is the number one step in knowing if this is legitimate or not. So moving on from there, he moves into the, the varieties of, of different spiritual gifts. And uh, it's interesting how he brings this up. He, he brings in the, the work in verses 4 through 6. He brings up the work of, of the Holy Spirit, the work of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the work of God Almighty all together. Um, the, the Spirit through whom spiritual gifts are, are given. Um, the ministries, the service of the Lord that takes place through the Lord. Um, the effects, or the, interestingly enough, um, in that uh, verse 6, there are varieties of effects. The word behind that effects is, is energy mata. It's the operation of power. In other words, um, God providing the power for all of this taking place. And it's interesting how we see this, that um, even though we will never ever read in the New Testament, it's just simply not there, the word trinity, um, referring to God the Father, um, Christ the Son, and the Holy Spirit, um, it is written all through uh, the the New Testament that that all three are very much involved in in the work of the Lord in the work of God Ephesians four four through six um, is is another place that makes that very very clear okay so back to the purpose of spiritual gifts um, the purpose of gifts he makes clear not only here but he will make clear again and again in this as he tackles this subject that the purpose of spiritual gifts is for the good of the body of Christ it's good it's for the good of the church and he makes it clear also that all who have the holy spirit within receive spiritual gift a spiritual gift or gifts um, this is the showing of the manifestation or the working of the holy spirit within them now he goes from there in verses 8 through 10 and he gives um, nine uh, examples of spiritual gifts okay now this is not an exhaustive list this is just the one some that he states and he probably puts these in order of importance and that'll become more clear to us especially as we jump into chapter 14. And this is the way it goes. He says the first one he mentions is the word of wisdom. Um, and this is spoken word. So understand that this is something that is spoken. The word of wisdom. The word, the, the, the Greek word behind that is Sophia. Um, and when we know this, that, that wisdom is different from knowledge in that wisdom has not just um, the, the uh, availability of information in the mind. Um, the Wisdom is that information lived out. Um, it is in the form comes in the form of those who are maturing or those who are mature in Christ. It is distinct from knowledge. Um, it's like knowledge in practice. Now beyond that, he says after they says there's the word of knowledge, and again this is spoken. And it's not a knock against knowledge. Knowledge is important, and it's important for people to teach. Um, so he he puts those out there very very quickly. The word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, both of those are not spoken in some sort of a tongue. These are very understandable by by all who who are listening faithfully. Um, after that, he goes on to say the the spiritual gift of faith. This is not saving faith, by the way. Um, that is how the relationship with God begins is through faith. This is this is the spiritual gift of faith. This is faith for the purpose of service. Um, it's, it's similar to what he talks about in in chapter 13, which is an amazing chapter we'll be into here before too long. And in that chapter, he brings up love. And he says, if I have faith as to move mountains, but I do not have love, I'm, I'm nothing. That means nothing. That's the sort of faith we're talking about, the faith that gets things done. All right, he goes from there to gifts 
of healing, and this is not medical skill, um, and there are examples of this throughout the Gospels as well as in the book of Acts of this taking place. There is the effecting of miracles. Um, the, the word of behind that in the Greek is dynamase. That's what we get the, our word dynamite from, and it means the mighty works of God. Again, we see this at work in the Gospels and in the book of Acts. Matter of fact, Acts chapter 2, um, 22, which we've looked at recently on a Sunday morning, talks about um, Jesus accomplishing the mighty works of God while he was here. Um, that that uh, is uh, a spiritual gift as well. Then he goes on to the spiritual gift of prophecy. And now this is distinct from just speaking a word from the Lord, from preaching. This is this has to do with saying something that is going to happen in the future. And there are examples of this in the book of Acts as well. Agabus was a prophet, the, the daughters of Philip, the, the deacon as well. Um, so we see this taking place um, um, on... Uh, in a number of places throughout um, the book of Acts. All right. Then we have on top of that the distinguishing of spirits. Um, this is spiritual discernment. This is someone who's able to tell if a prophecy, like we just talked about, given was genuine or counterfeit, if it's something from God or if it is not. And then he moves from there and finally mentions um, spiritual gifts of kinds of tongues. And this would include both intelligible, those that are, that are easily understood, or unintelligible. Um, the, like I said, he kind of speaks it in, in chapter 13 of kind of the, the tongue of angels, and he'll get more into that in, in chapter 14. All right. Now, if you have unintelligible speaking of tongues, you must have the next spiritual gift, which is the interpretation of tongues or the interpretation of what is stated. Uh, and that is tied to that unintelligible spiritual tongues. And now what he wants to make sure that everybody knows reading this is this, that the spirit is the source of each one of these. Um, again, this is not an exhaustive list, um, but it is just a list that he kind of put together. And it probably had a little something to do with some of the things that were taking place there in Corinth. So now what he'll jump into is they might ask him the question, okay, how do these spiritual gifts relate to one another? How do they work together? And um, if that was a question asked, then Paul was very glad it was asked because he's going to answer that um, in the next section that we will look at. And that will be Wednesday night, tomorrow night, April 13th. Um, we're going to cover chapter 12, verses 12 through 26. So if you want to prepare for that, that would be a very good thing to do, to, to read again 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12 through 26. Um, appreciate you listening. Um, looking forward to this discussion and this study on spiritual gifts. I'm not sure we'll be able to complete it before we close down um, for the summer. Um, but we'll do the best that we can and we'll jump back into it next fall if we don't get it finished. I uh, appreciate you listening. We hope to see you at class tomorrow night. There will be a meal at six o'clock, um, followed by classes for all ages. Uh, hope to see you there. Have a good afternoon.